nombre del Padre, y del Hijo, y del Espíritu Santo. Amén. In the Eastern churches, Epiphany begins not with the Magi's visitation of the Christ child as in the West, but rather with the baptism of Jesus. What happens to Jesus at the Jordan tells us something important about his identity and his mission. Jesus had been baptized and was praying. The heavens were open, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. Those words, with you I am well pleased, come from Isaiah 42, one of the songs of the servant of Yahweh. And we all know what happens to the servant. By his wounds, we are healed. In that epiphany of the Jordan, the voice from heaven, the word of the Father reveals and makes Jesus Isaiah's suffering servant. Jesus is baptized to die. Or to use Luke's language, Jesus is baptized to set his face to Jerusalem, where he will be baptized in blood. The baptism with water at the Jordan prepares the way for the baptism in blood at Calvary. The epiphany of the Jordan is already preparation for Lent. Now, the transfiguration of Jesus, which we celebrate today, bears a striking resemblance to his baptism. They are both theophanies, epiphanies of God, which happen as Jesus is praying to his Father. Prayer a sign of that deep relationship. The Father is with his Son. The Son is with his Father. At the Jordan, the Spirit appears in the likeness of the hovering dove, on the Mount of Transfiguration, in the likeness of the overshadowing cloud. We hear the voice of God descend from heaven in both events, both epiphanies, at the Jordan and the Mount also revealed that the destiny of the Son is the cross. At the Jordan, he takes up the role of the servant. At the Mount, Moses and Elijah, who appear in glory with Jesus, speak of his departure, which Jesus was about to accomplish at Jerusalem, the place, as we know, where he will commend his spirit to the Father, where he must suffer many things, be rejected, and be killed. Like the Jordan, the epiphany of the Mount of Transfiguration is preparation for Lent. As he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered, and his clothing became dazzling white. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. Listen to him. At the Jordan, God speaks to Jesus. You 
are my beloved son. But isn't it interesting that at the Mount of Transfiguration, God speaks to his disciples and therefore to us. This is my son. Listen to him. One thing is for the father to speak to his son in the intimacy of their relationship with each other. Another is for the father to speak to us. A little bit more personal, isn't it? One thing is for the son to listen to the father to whom he prays. Another is for us to listen to God to whom the son teaches us to pray, our father. The father tells us, listen to him. You know, it can be so hard to listen to Jesus in the midst of the awesomeness of Epiphany. It is easy to be distracted by the wonders of this season, to want to behold Jesus as a king worshipped by kings, as a son of God exalted on a kingly throne, to see him change water into wine, to be in awe and fear of the overshadowing glory of the Lord on that mount. Who can blame us? Like Peter, we too want to dwell with Jesus in his glory just a little longer. Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. But no, we must move on, we are told. Luke tells us that Peter did not know what he was talking about, what he was asking for. It is so easy to get stuck in Epiphany. We can be so blinded by the glory of Epiphany that we can no longer see the cross of Lent. We can be so stuck in Epiphany that we no longer want to walk with Jesus to Jerusalem. We can be so deafened by the beautiful sounds of Epiphany that we can no longer hear what Jesus has to say to us about his destiny, his dying, and our dying with him. But that ends today. With the voice from the cloud on the mount, our Father speaks to us, listen to him. Listen to what? Listen to this saying of Jesus. The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. Now I suppose we might still listen to Jesus and resign ourselves to his suffering and death. We might say, let us go to Lent with Jesus and lament his death. As long as I don't have to die with him, Lent can be just as awesome as Epiphany. But the Father tells us once again, listen to him. So listen to this other saying of Jesus. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Oh, Jesus gets personal here. The mount is safe, a great place, a peak into Easter. Our consolation when times get tough, because they will, brothers, and in ministry, they surely will.
We need that little peek into the glory of Easter. But there will be no resurrection after death. So Jesus sets his face to Jerusalem to undergo his sufferings that he might enter his glory. And the same is true for us. We too will share in Jesus' glory by sharing first in his sufferings. The word of Jesus calls us to lose our lives with him in order to save our lives with him. This is the daily pattern of Christian life, isn't it? Death and life. Epiphany has always been about preparation for Lent and finally Easter. And Lent, along with Easter, the fulfillment of Epiphany. The salvation of the Lord will ultimately be manifested, be epiphanied. Is that even a verb? Uh, it will be manifested on the cross and his rising from the dead. So we do not get stuck in epiphany, like the mud that does not let us keep on going towards Lent. We come down from the awesome mount and set our face with Jesus to Jerusalem. What have you to lose? Your life, the whole world, or even a part of it? As we descend from the mount to enter Lent, it is good, right, and salutary to give up something of this world, I suppose, in order to make room for prayer and the Word, to make room for repentance, for confession and absolution. Is it a loss to lose oneself in Jesus? To die with Christ is gain. This is Jesus' promise to you. Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Whoever listens to my words will not be put to shame when I come in glory at the last day. You will see the kingdom of God. Friends in Christ, Jesus, your Lord, has spoken, and his word is trustworthy. Do not be afraid. Let us ever walk with Jesus, this time to Jerusalem. Let us die with him this Lenten season, and let us be saved from death with him this Easter. Even as we await for a blessed transfiguration after his likeness, when he comes back for us in his glory. En el nombre del Padre, del Hijo, del Espíritu Santo. Amén.